Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in 1 Corinthians 8 and before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for loving me and for caring. I thank you that you never stop loving me. You don't look at my behaviors and say, "Uh, no more. But you keep caring about me. You keep forgiving and you keep helping me along the way. So, Lord, I just pray today as we read, I pray, Holy Spirit, for you to guide us, for you to teach us, for you to grab our hand and walk with us, and also to give us the strength to do what you're convicting us to do. Because it's easy for me to hear, it's easy for me to listen, it's harder, much, much harder for me to do. So, Lord, I just pray as we go through this time, that you'd be the one that we hear and that you would be the one that we live for and the one that we do for. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, chapter 8 has convicted me. And it's convicted me in a number of ways. One, it makes me sit there and think about times when I was dealing with some in-laws who were Seventh-day Adventist. And bottom line, they're like, oh, you can't eat this, you can't eat that, and you have to do this, you have to do that. And none of them made a difference in my salvation or my my relationship with God. I was free not to do those things. I could eat what I wanted to eat. I didn't need to be a vegetarian. I could go to church on Sunday. I wasn't going to go to hell if I went to church on Sunday and not Saturday. But the reality is... is I basically threw that back in their face and I was a jerk. And what I wasn't doing was living up to the creed of love God with all your heart, all your soul and all your being and love your neighbor as yourself. Instead, I was loving myself and feeling superior because I understood my freedom. I was being a Corinthian. I understood that I had freedom in God, freedom in Christ, and I didn't have to live by those rules that instead I could live and eat and do what I wanted to do. And I could look down upon them for being so screwed up and, and ignorant, not the right approach. And so here in chapter eight, Paul's going to remind us of that, remind me of that. And so let's go ahead and get started on that. I'm going to tell you, this is going to be a pretty quick um, read for us. It's only a few, a few verses, 13, I believe. And surprisingly, Spurgeon has written nothing on this and neither is Tozer. So for me to go back in there and then everything else just seemed very academic and it was about the structure of the, the, the message it was very much about prepositional phrases and them saying this and historical. And it just didn't really fit for what I was feeling because I got convicted pretty hard because prior to this, I was on a on a call for work and I was thinking, man, that guy is such a blank and I just didn't like him. And again, that's not loving my neighbor as myself. It's me being me. And this really has convicted me. So the academic approach really didn't 
sit well with me and didn't seem to meet the where I was at in this journey. So I'm not going to, there's not, not a lot for me to read for you after the 13 verses. So with that, let's go ahead and just get started and jump on in. Verse one, chapter eight. Now about food sacrificed to idols, we know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Those who think they know something do not yet know as they ought to know. But whoever loves God is known by God. So then, about eating food sacrificed to idols. Remember, Paul's answering some questions, some practical questions that the Corinthians submitted to him. And this is one of them. Because they live in a society that has tons of gods. And they sacrifice to them all the time. And they sacrifice food, meat, vegetables, all sorts of things. So much so that there was always some left over and it was sold in the marketplaces. So in verse four, he says, so then about eating food sacrificed to idols, we all know that an idol is nothing at all in the world and that there is is no God, but one for even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many Lords yet for us, There is but one, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. But not everyone possesses this knowledge. Some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat sacrificial food, they think think of it as having been sacrificed to a god, lowercase, And since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. But food does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we do not eat, and no better if we do. Be careful, however, that the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block to the weak. For if someone with a weak conscience sees you, with all your knowledge, eating in an idol's temple, won't that person be emboldened? to eat what is sacrificed to idols. So this weak brother or sister for whom Christ died is destroyed by your knowledge. When you sin against them in this way and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again so that I will not cause them to fall. So, Paul's really putting into place, love your neighbor as yourself. It's not, you have this right, which is what they were all doing. They're all, you know, so many of them wrote and said, hey, I have this right. It's, there's no gods. These aren't gods. This is just meat burnt on a rock. Because there is no gods. There are no, and and Paul's like, yeah, but you have neighbors. You have fellow church members who struggle with that. So don't do that. Love your neighbor as yourself. And like I said earlier, I didn't live by this. In fact, I was that jerk. I was that guy who said, hey, (laughs) I have that right. And I do that today on other things. Maybe not regarding food. Maybe not regarding when I go to church. But definitely on other topics. So... You know, God convicted me pretty, 
pretty hard when I read this, along with convicting me that, I, that this is just part of loving your neighbor as yourself, which I do pretty poorly, <clears throat> as was evidenced on this call today. So anyways, with that, I'm just going to wrap it up and let's go back to God in prayer. Father, I am so imperfect. I am such a flawed human being. One minute I'm talking about loving my neighbor, the next I'm thinking, what a jerk that person is. I want to, I really wouldn't mind if they just like would shut up for a long time. <clears throat> but Lord, that's not the right thing. It's not the right attitude. It's not the right approach. It's not me loving them. So, Father, I confess that sin. And I just pray for your strength and your forgiveness to not keep having it. And Lord, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your word that comes at the right time when I'm struggling, when I'm really not in a, necessarily in a great place, your word lifts me up. It brings me back to you. So Lord, I just pray that I would do a much better job that you'd help me to truly see my neighbors as you see them, to see and love others as you love them so that I can live up to your requirements which are to love you with our whole being and love our neighbors as ourselves i thank you for your word i just lift up our country i lift up our neighbors and i lift up our friends and families i pray you watch over them i pray pray you continue the revival that started in the colleges in the south and i just pray it would continue to spread i'm grateful for all you've done in jesus name i pray amen Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy on His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.